0: Welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. One verse, one truth, one choice.
1: Hello and welcome once again to This One Thing. I'm Carrie Kenyon Dern and I am so grateful that you're joining us this week. As many of you know, each week we focus on one verse and we pull both a truth and a choice out of that verse. And my dear friend, Melina Puente, is back here with me for week three of a four-week series in Philippians. Hi, Melina. Thanks for being here today.
0: Yay. Good to see you again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's always wonderful to see you. So the last two weeks, we have been in chapter one and then chapter two. The first week, we focused on the fact that God has begun a good work in us. And the promise from verse 6 of chapter 1 is that he will be faithful to complete what he has started. Last week, we talked about not being selfish, being humble, and not trying to impress other people, but truly living like we prefer other people or prioritize others, their needs, their wants, their desires over our own. And we talked about how that is truly exemplifying, modeling the life that Jesus Christ came and modeled for us and calls us to live in him. So this week we're in chapter three and we're gonna be focused on verse 14. And verse 14 of chapter three says this, I press on to reach the end of the race and to receive the heavenly prize for which God through Jesus Christ is calling us so, Melina, I'm going to let you pull out a truth first, but before I do that, I want to give us some very quick context for chapter 3, because we're getting dropped in right in the middle of it. And the beginning of chapter 3, Paul is warning once again. He just keeps warning, and he's warning once again yes. against the Judaizers. And in this chapter, in verse 2, he calls them the dogs, the dogs because he's making the strong case that they're intentionally trying to lead you astray. They're trying to convince you that you need to add to the cross of Jesus Christ. So this time, for the first time, he adds to this warning his own story. And he says, look guys, if anybody could come at you and say the law's important, it's me. And he gives really his own resume. He says, look, I was the Jew among Jews. I was circumcised. I am a pure-blooded citizen of Israel. I'm from the tribe of Benjamin. He said, look, if there was ever a real Jew, that was me. I was the real Jew. And then he says, I was a member of the Pharisees. I followed the strictest obedience to the law. And then in verse 6, he says, I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. So he's saying, the people that you are being tempted by or maybe listening to these Judaizers, they've got nothing on what I used to walk in I was the one that was following the law and guess what he says in verses seven through nine it's all garbage Mm -hmm. all of my resume all of my experience all of my pedigree everything that I found my worth and my value in it's all rubbish the picture in the Greek is garbage. It's all garbage compared to the greatness of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. So that's the backstory. He's saying nothing but Jesus. And to really make this point, once again, everybody, not just here in Philippians, but also Galatians that I went through with, with Crystal a couple of weeks ago. Once again, it's only Jesus. And how does Paul know this? Because it's his story. He used to find his worth and his value in everything that he had accomplished and acquired, and he laid it all aside, called it garbage for the excellence, for the greatness of knowing Jesus Christ. So real quickly, in the verses right before our verse of the week, he's saying, but I don't want you to think that I've arrived, that I've achieved it all, that I've reached perfection. He's saying, I'm like a runner pressing for the prize. I'm I'm striving to be everything that God called me to be but I haven't reached it yet. So in the verse right before our verse of the week he's saying I've not yet achieved it but I focus on this one thing forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I'm going to read our verse of the week again. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us so he's given us a little clue here as we set up this verse to go into the truth he's saying in order for me to press on and receive the prize i've got to first forget the past and he goes first doesn't he He, he brings up his past he tells us everything we need to know about his past and he's saying but forget all that it's all garbage and now because i've forgotten the past and laid it all aside now i can posture myself in verse 14 paul is saying i'm pressing on i'm not there yet but i'm pressing on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which god through christ jesus is calling all of us so that's just a quick summary of the verses leading up to our verse of the week melina go ahead and pull a truth out of this verse the context, if you'd like, but specifically this verse of the week for us.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan of sports, love sports. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate Paul's picture, the imagery Mm -hmm. here of this Mm -hmm. race. It really is a clear thing of seeing somebody wanting to go to a finish line. Mm -hmm. The truth that I see is there's something to reach for, there's something ahead. And so us being able to run, 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 what am I reaching ahead for? And we've talked earlier, and just that idea of If there's something in my hands, I can't reach for that one thing Mm because I can't hold two things at the same time. And in verse 10, what I wanted to focus on for this truth is that he says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him sharing in his death so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection of the dead. And there's this wanting to know him so badly, experience a life that looks just like Jesus and having that be a race so that what we're doing and moving toward, because we don't ever get there. You showed that a second ago. It's like we don't ever actually arrive, but we're moving forward on that. One of the things about forgetting that past and moving forward, uh, the example that came to me when I was praying, and just specifically is right before I met the Lord I was living with a friend, and they had a magazine on their piano bench, and the title of the whole thing was, Are You Happy? And I thought, surely this is about me, because I had just got my teaching position. I had just got my first varsity uh, high school girls' basketball coaching position, and I was making more money than I could have ever imagined. So here I am going, I'm living the dream. Mm-hmm. So I I grab the article, and I tell my friend, I'm going to read this article to see if I'm happy. And I read through it. And at the time, I didn't understand, but it was a Billy Graham magazine. And so Mm -hmm. it's obviously about the gospel, which I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. And I read the article, and I was like, hmm. And I put the article back on the piano bench, and my friend hollers down the hallway, so are you happy? Mm. And my response was so sullen. It was just so not according to that article. Mm. It really definitely stirred something in me, and, and I would say probably uh maybe a week or two later, I gave my life to the Lord mm. and was just then on this race. Mm. Yeah, it was just mm. quite a race. If I'm reaching, if I'm moving forward and I'm being humble, I'm being obedient, if I want to press on toward what lies ahead and I'm forgetting what's in the past, having the money that I thought I was going to make that was so great or having the... The reputation as a great coach—it doesn't matter. And mm. I was able to move through that in my career as an educator mm. and as a coach to mm. to go. Wow, I'm gonna let all that go, and I'm actually gonna go to seminary. Mm. And you know, from there, it's just been a continual opportunity to serve the Lord and and share the gospel.
1: Mm. Thank you for sharing that, Melina. I love it that you referenced verses 10 and 11. Those are heavy verses. Paul is saying something that I think most of us would be hesitant to say. He's saying, I want to suffer so I can know Jesus. But isn't that a picture of what is required of us if we're going to finish well? We have to be willing to suffer. I mean, this is a picture of suffering in verse 14. In the Greek, it's a picture of a runner who has given what they think physically is all they have left to give, but they're striving because they can picture the end of the race. That prize is in mind that it's right within grasp. don't give up, even though you feel like your body is falling apart. And I was a runner for years and years and years. And so this is imagery that I get when you feel like there is nothing left in the tank physically, what do you have to do? If you're an athlete, you recognize it's a, it's a mental game at that point where if you believe you can, you can. Yes. Athletically, you know it's in your head, really. It's, your muscles aren't going to stop. Your brain is going to stop. And that's the picture here. Spiritually, Paul's saying it's hard. You're going to feel like you can't keep going on. But you strive for the prize because he's worth it. And I love how you kind of brought all of this together, the context of the chapter and the verse. I'm pressing on, it says, to reach the end of the race. And I am not going to make it to the end of the race where the prize is Jesus if I'm holding on to something else beside Jesus. Those things become weights that hold me back and drag me down and keep me from running. So to be unfettered, To be free means I have laid aside, like Paul is talking about earlier in this chapter, I have laid aside everything else so that I can run the race carrying nothing and reaching for that prize, which is more of Jesus. And, you know, for me, the truth is, if I don't understand that Jesus is the prize at the end of the race of my life, I'm probably not living like he's the prize today. If he's not the prize today, he's not the prize at the end of the story, at the end of the journey. And so if I'm pressing on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Jesus Christ is calling me, I need to say today, everything I'm doing is because he's worth it because he's enough because i've laid aside everything else so if there is suffering if there is sacrifice if there is something required of me that my flesh goes i don't like that or that hurts or don't ask me to do that god i can press through the pain and the suffering and the hardship of life because he's the prize and he's worth it yes Yes. but i don't have eternity in view today saying god everything you're asking me to walk through Throughout this journey of life is worth it because you're the prize at the end. If that's not my ultimate motivation, then my motivation today is wrong. It makes me question why am I doing what I'm doing today. Why am I doing this podcast with you. Why am I meeting with clients and loving my family. And showing up and making myself available to people that are hurting and broken and walking through very dark seasons of their lives. If there's any motivation other than fulfilling the call of God on my life and making Jesus famous and proclaiming his word, I'm going to run out of steam. It's going to get too hard. But if he's the prize, if he's the motivation today, I'm going to keep running and I'm not going to give up. Yes, so, Melina, go ahead and build on this truth for us now. What is the choice that you encourage all of us to make in the coming week based on this verse?
0: I will tell you just today, the Lord really just dropped a beautiful reminder. I got a text that started my morning from a dear friend that was actually at a church in uh, Lomarica. I was there for 11 years. It's the church that I met the Lord in. And I got a sweet text that just was expressing gratitude for the time that I had led the Bible study and just encouraged and modeled what was true and about scripture. I just let the Lord kind of just give me a hug and in that moment and just say, just keep moving forward. Like this is why we do what we're doing. It's that press on. Um, I was reminded of the verse, Acts twenty twenty four. Although I consider my life worth nothing to me, that only I would run the race and complete the task, he's given me Mm. to testify to the gospel of God's grace. That's the verse that came to me when I got this, Mm. as I thought, keep running, Melina, keep Mm -hmm. running, Mm -hmm. keep doing what he's called you to do. You never know how God's word will affect people, the truth that you get to give away. You just Mm -hmm. don't know. And so when somebody Mm. is able to just kind of reveal that and just get a glimpse of that encouragement that Mm -hmm. you have been by being obedient, it's just Mm -hmm. super encouraging. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I think uh, that choice is to keep running the race. We just, we have to keep running and that the prize never changes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's it. You know, if I'm going to run the true race that he's given me, that prize can't change. Mm -hmm. It can't be I want money today or I want something a, uh, a brand new corvette because i still do like those mm-hmm. I, they can't change it has to be jesus mm-hmm. that prize cannot change and i know that we're going to make mistakes in the process i know that as we run we're going to get hurt we're going to hurt people and we still have to choose we still have to choose to run we still have mm-hmm. to choose to keep our eyes fixed on that prize mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah
0: just choosing to keep running yeah
1: and along with that, I want to borrow the con- the context of the verse just proceeding to really pull the truth out that I feel led to share for whoever's listening to this podcast that's having a hard time forgiving themselves for the past, the choices that they've made, the things that they've done. Uh, a lot of people struggle with forgiving themselves for things that were done to them, that They're not responsible for, but they still hold themselves accountable. And it's just on my heart today, Melina, to say, we need to choose to forget the past and leave that at Jesus's feet. Leave it there saying, that's yours. You died so that I could be free from that. I don't have to carry that weight anymore. I don't have to carry that backpack of shame and condemnation and unforgiveness towards myself or the people that hurt me. I can forget the past. Like Paul is encouraging me to do in this chapter. And in doing so, I can actually choose to press on and run the race and not give up. But Melina, until we forget the past, until we allow ourselves to shed the weight of the past we are not going to run a marathon spiritually. Amen. Amen. Paul is encouraging us to forget the past because it's like wearing a backpack while running a marathon. Not a good idea to carry around an extra 20, 25 pounds. Can you imagine No. running a marathon with an extra 20 to 25 pounds on your back or even an extra 10 pounds? No. I can't carry extra weight if I'm running a marathon. So Paul is saying, and the Spirit is saying to me, we need to shed the weight of the past. We need to forget the past. How do we do that? By saying, Jesus, I give this to you. You said, when I came to you at salvation and I accepted you as my Savior, that you would take my burdens. You promised me in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, that when I give you my burdens, I receive your rest. And so I'm giving you the burden. I'm giving you the shame. I'm giving you the pain of my past so that I can choose to press on and reach the end of the race. That I can receive the prize, which is what? More of him. Yes. And the prize today is being in his presence. And the prize at the end is being in his presence <laughs> He is the prize, but I watch as the enemy uses our story, our past as a wedge between us and our creator, convincing us that we're not lovable or we can't be forgiven or that we're not going to have the legs, the strength, the stamina to keep running because we're crippled by our past. And so the choice that I'm encouraging all of us to make along with the choice that you so eloquently stated is let's forget the past so that we can press on and run the race that he has called us to. Yes, Melina, I'm going to ask you to close us in prayer this week. But before we do that, I want to let everybody know that next week we're going to be focused on chapter four, verse eight. And so if you want to go ahead and start meditating on chapter four now so that you can really be joining us in the spirit as we go through that verse next week, that would be excellent. Melina, would you pray for us that we would apply both the truth and the choice of this
0: verse in the coming week? Lord, I just thank you for the power of your word and the way it just penetrates our hearts in such a way that we are able to keep our eyes fixed on you, that we are able to run our race. And Lord, I I ask that as we continue to focus on the prize, that you would let all the things that are hindering us, that we would be able to let them go so that we could run freely without that backpack that Carrie was talking about. And I just thank you that we have the opportunity to say yes to the things that are ahead and to reach forward So I just thank you, Lord, that we can choose you as our prize and that we can surrender our past, that our race is our own individual race that you have called us to, Lord. So I thank you for humble, obedient servants who fix their eyes on you. We just ask that you would give us the strength this week to surrender the things that are hindering us, that we would keep our eyes on the prize. And that is you, Jesus. So I just thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. Find all our episodes by clicking the podcast link located on our website at fetterfree.org.